You cannot make peace if all you want to do is win. If you want to get your point across and win, you cannot make peace. Blessed are the peacemakers. Welcome back to the podcast Peacemaker or the Peacemaker, Making Peace, right? Now, this is different than wanting to live in peace. Everybody wants to live in peace. They just want peace and quiet, right? They want peace in their life. They want peace here. They want peace at work. But it's different from wanting to live in peace and being disconnected from everything in order to get peace. I call that like buffetitis or Keys disease where people just want to disconnect, right? Go to a paradise. Don't be bothered. That's not peace. That's not real. It's not lasting. It's not sustainable. Peacemaking is an action. It's being active in the process and sometimes when peace cannot be forged you do need to shake the dust off of your shoes from the ground from which you are walking when they refuse to accept or make peace walk away now that can be difficult but it is scriptural and parents in particular with regards to your children um, this also applies the other way around as well or to friends hear this a prophet has no honor in their own hometown. So we're kind of starting this podcast with a sidebar. We and are. then we'll yep. dive into peacemaking or the peacemaker, wanting peace, whatever you want to call this one, right? <laughs> um, but what does that actually mean? A prophet has no honor in their own hometown. Mm. The phrase has its origins in Luke 4.24, meaning that, guess what? This is not a new concept. This phenomenon, when people don't listen to you, mm-hmm. is by no means new. Especially those um, that people that you know, that you grew up with, you loved, you hang out with. Um, parents and children, children and parents, right? That's right. Um, the basic idea is that people take for granted the things they're familiar with. Right? Yes. And they are words that were spoken by Jesus to the people of Nazareth, his hometown, where he grew up. Mm-hmm. They refused to believe in his teaching or give any serious weight because they considered him one of themselves and therefore without authority to preach to them. Like, dude, I saw you when you were six mm-hmm. or eight or 16 or 18, and I know who you are. Now all of a sudden you come to me with some wisdom and knowledge. Not even expressing this, people can change, right? That's right. right? That's true. Yep. So, or that people can be an authority in life mm-hmm. on certain things, right? And this podcast is not about that. I said it was a sidebar. Mm-hmm. Um, but always remember that as parents or people in authority, try to make peace or instruct those that we love. And sometimes... They're also adults, the ones that we love. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're also very familiar with you and you with them. And oftentimes they reject you because you are, quote, one of them, unquote, right? Um, It gets very awkward. So how you make peace with someone or how do you make peace with someone who rejects you? So, And I think that's a very good question, right? 
Um, let's 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 start with this. So uh, I, this is was unrelated to this podcast, but I was doing a study. Um, and the the study is Soul Connect: Twelve Steps for a Faith for Faith that Multiplies. And this is step eight. And this is what I read this morning. Not, well, I knew we were doing this podcast on peacemaking, but I had no idea this this step related to what we're talking about today. Cool. Yeah. So it's interesting. That's it how says, God works, though. Exactly. Step eight, repairing and building relationships. We believe God is active in all our relationships. Yes? Absolutely. <laughs> Even those that are filled with conflict? <clears throat> yep. Because okay. we're, we're Jesus believers, and that, of course. Yeah. That's life. Yeah. Right. So as it depends on us, we aim, this is Romans, we aim to live peacefully with everyone. Mm-hmm. Following Jesus's example on the cross where he extended grace to those that persecuted him. He did. Yeah. Yep. So we commit not to repay evil with evil. And we are willing to mend any relationship that have been strained or damaged over time. Recognizing the value of reconciliation, that is a huge factor. Mm-hmm. There's value in reconciliation. We understand that taking steps to repair these connections can bring about a sense of peace. A sense of peace. That's right. Yes. Okay. We are also open to building relationships with people God places in our lives with the ultimate goal of serving and ministering to others. Christianity places significant emphasis on reconciliation and forgiveness. Hmm. And in the same way we strive to mend human relationships, our faith teaches us the importance of reconciliation with God through Jesus Christ. This reconciliation leads to inner peace and spiritual restoration. Incredibly important, incredibly important, and I thought it was so appropriate for this, um, this podcast. Um, so, but well, we're going to tack- we're going to tackle this podcast this way, right? I thought that was a great sidebar to start this, but, um, and, and this is, this right here is also why we don't talk about politics on this podcast, <laughs> right? And, and we'll let all the other podcasters do that. There's a million of them out there, but there's only one to the next that talks about helping you get to the next. That's right. Right. Yep. Um, so we'll let them get you all, all, all um, what's the word, wired up and, and full angry. of anxiety and <laughs> angry and frustrated, yeah. right? We want to move you forward and not get you stuck where you are right. stewing in that anger and frustration. Um, yeah, so, and, and here, here, so we'll start the podcast with this, right? A, a person at church recently asked me this question. You know who it is. I, I kind of had a conversation with you about this. Um, <laughs> They asked me this question, among others, but this one is really good. And the question they ask is, what is the most significant obstacle to peace in the church today? Can you answer that question? It's a difficult question, right? The, the obstacle is people. Well, yeah, a ton of things come to mind. <laughs> I mean, I, right? I, that's what I would think, it, you know, because we... We're divisive, and we don't always mean to be, but we tend to be. Yeah. So when you answer that question, when you answer a question, because I believe we need to ask the right questions so that we can understand the answer to give back. Yep. Right? Which one, which answer should I use that carries the most weight and has the most impact they desire? Which one? I fall to the truth. I fall to the side of truth. 
rather than just give a super weighty or religious answer. As somebody, most people like to do, Mm -hmm. I will say. People like to wax poetic. Um, But many of those obstacles, those things that cause division um, in the church came to mind are holier-than-thou attitudes, personal Mm -hmm. interpretation of God's word. And I get it. A lot of things you read and you're, it is subject to personal interpretation, but there's always a truth, right? That's right. But you can't take your personal interpretation and make it God's word. Yes. Um, Petty jealousies. Here's a big one. Clicks. Mm. Um, Personal ambitions. I think we've all experienced that in churches um, where one person has an agenda Mm -hmm. and it just causes a church divide. Um, church split. Um, here's a big one, right? Domestic problems that tear marriages apart. Um, families um, that are yes. ripped apart, resulting in divorces. And that just has an effect not only in the personal life, but in the church, right? Mm-hmm. Comparisons, you know, we've talked about that before. Yep. That's Comparison horrible. kills. Yes. Right? But above them all, what might be the single greatest threat to peace in the church is this one. And we, you and I talked about this tonight because I don't think anybody's immune from this one. And it is political partisanship. Mm. And this is why we don't talk about politics True. on this podcast. Yes. Right? Particularly those that are prioritized or that prioritize cultural values, many of them quite legitimate, Right. Um, over the Great Commission, which is what? The Great Commission was go and preach the gospel to the world. That's right. right. Um, when you're spouting off politics or your political beliefs, are you doing that? No. No. <laughs> is anybody going to reach? Are you going to reach anybody when you are spouting off that? No. Maybe people not. that lean your way, but that's easy. Yeah, definitely not. Right? For sure. Um, so we know of a person in our church that is this way. Um, and ironically, it was the same person that asked me this question um, without even looking at themselves in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Like before you ask these questions, are we looking at ourselves in the mirror? Like sure. what's the greatest um, issue that divides the church today? Yeah. Um, hello, you are. You're, you're the greatest issue. Right? <laughs> uh, seriously, right? Yeah. We got to be honest with ourselves. If we're not honest with ourselves and what we're doing and how we're spending our time... What we're focusing on, we might just be that problem. True. Right? Um, So today, many Christians uh, equate their political party with the exhibited presence of Christ. There was a much more fancier word I was was going to use, but I really like exhibited presence of Christ. Yeah, I love that. Um, They take a partisan posture that makes slogans and fits of uh, outrage mm-hmm. as the main way they identify themselves. You were just over somewhere tonight and you saw it firsthand, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, consequently, <laughs> happens. it does happen. Consequently, mm-hmm. members of the opposing side not only represent a different position, but are viewed as, say it with me, hideous, evil, intolerant, ignorant, deplorables, maybe? Ooh. Those are harsh, yeah. How many times have we heard that over the last, um, what, four, six years? Mm -hmm. That word you're describing somebody is deplorable. I encourage you to look that word up. And there's not, there typically is not one person that is described by that that adjective. That's pretty, yeah, that's pretty tough, yeah. But such is the hostility that divides um, 
it's political, right? And we can call the different sides like progressives or conservatives, but they still exist even within the church. They do, right? And how do you separate that from who you are in Christ? Mm -hmm. Is it possible for the church to approach this um, uh, huge battle differently than the way we've been doing it thus far, right? Sure, right. Um, I know there is a way. I know it mm-hmm. because peacemaking is not simply being nice or kind, nor is it extinguishing the flames of, of hostility or our individual personalities and the way we think. But peacemaking is God's plan for living in community in which Jesus fills our hearts and then, by extension, spreads throughout the world. Mm. That's good, yeah. So here's an observation, right? The way God presents or extends peace resembles the way he deals out justice. Mm. As Paul explains in Romans 5.1, by faith we have been made acceptable to God. And now, thanks to Jesus, we have peace with God. What does that verse say? Our faith made us acceptable to God, but who made us to have peace with God? An unbroken reconciliation with him through his blood. Who did that? Jesus. Jesus did we that. We all know that, right? Right? God offers peace to be to the justified through Jesus Christ. Romans 8, 6 says, If our minds are ruled by our desires, we will die. But if our minds are ruled by the Spirit, we will have life and peace. Mm, Peace. beautiful. Yeah, that's a good one. It is the setting of our minds on the Spirit that results in this deep peace within ourselves. And then such, it can go out into the community, right? Um, But Romans 14, can you, you, why don't you read that one? Sure. Uh, uh, Romans 14, 17 through 20. God's kingdom isn't about desires. It's about pleasing God, about living in peace, and about true happiness. All of this comes from the Holy Spirit. If you serve Christ in this way, you will please God and be respected by people. We should try to live at peace and help each other have a strong faith. And see, what uh, it, there's a, a very couple key points in that but here's the thing if people that are are just well i'll say it they're hell-bent on making peace and they're just doing it they're just like a bull in the china shop right you're going to do it this way you need to think this way um maybe they're dealing with um a a respect issue in their own minds right right? absolutely hear me listen to me right yeah um so i would say to that person are you pleasing god with that Mm-hmm. speech with that attitude with that thinking so if we put it in the context of every dictator known to man right what is that person doing making a lot of noise right espousing their beliefs imposing it on people um, they're not willing to communicate in a manner that's mutually beneficial they're certainly not pleasing God sure Right, so I think they're confusing the whole, um, you know, hear me roar because I, uh, you will respect me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not going to happen unless you're pleasing God. 
right? I hope that makes sense. It does. Um, yeah. In my mind, I think it does. Um, but yeah, so that that's one thing, right? You wanna you wanna get respected by people, please God, right? He will make a way for you to do that. Um, and we should try to live at peace and help each other have a strong faith. And destroying people's by your words and your politics as a Christian um, does none of that. Um, and verse twenty, you read seventeen through twenty. What does verse 20 say? Do you still have that up? Yeah, it says, don't let your appetite destroy what God has done. Right. So our words um, and can destroy uh, the work that God's doing in another person, right? We can totally annihilate somebody because our appetite to convince them or um, convert them or mm-hmm. whatever that looks like um, is so strong that we can destroy someone's... Um, their own belief, their own thoughts, right? Um, you don't know where they are in their walk, so you have to, um, you can't just go in there like a bull in a china shop. You can't. It, it's our calling. That's right. To let God's peace flow through us by pursuing what makes for peace and for mutual development. And this matters because we can't offer what we don't already possess. Right. Think about that. So you're ranting to try to change somebody is not going to do, not going to have the effect that it's going to, that you want because you don't have it in you. All you want to do is impose yourself. That's right. And your thoughts. We can't offer what we don't already possess. Anxiety, however, can rob us of our peace as well. And we have moments of anxiety and irritability, maybe for days, weeks, or mm, a yeah. season, right? A season, as we know. sometimes, yeah, yeah you're right. Ecclesiastes, right? Yes. But thank God it does not last forever, right? right. It's why it's, why it's called a season. We have hurricane season. It's not hurricane year. Forever. Hurricane right. season, mm-hmm. right? And it doesn't last forever. But deeper and I think more basic than this um, inner turmoil is our identity as sons and daughters of God in Christ. That's a huge, huge identifier. That is. Um, and of course, that's through the Holy Spirit. And such um, the uh, indwelling crushes our hearts and leads us in a way impossible, that's impossible to stop towards peace. Right? We, right. It's impossible. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, in practical terms, we call our we call peacemaking is simply the public demonstration of what the Spirit is doing in our heart. The cultivation and displaying of Jesus at work. Let me say that again. Practically, peacemaking is simply the public demonstration of what the Spirit is doing in our heart. If you're causing stress and anxiety through your rantings, that's what's in your heart. Mm-hmm not peacemaking mm. you're doing it publicly right i'm gonna stop there um yeah first corinthians uh 13 4 and 7 not through 7 but 4 and 7 but it's all good but you can read through if you want go ahead yeah, love is patient and kind never jealous boastful proud or rude Love is always supportive loyal hopeful and trusting so instead of suspicion and infighting what if we demonstrated patience and kindness that endures all things in mm-hmm. Jesus' name? What if we did that? Mm-hmm. Remember, that was the question. Is there a way that we can combat this monumental battle, right? 
There you go. Here's the tools we're giving you. Um, Matthew seven twelve. Treat others as you want them to treat you. You know, that is, everybody knows that, right? The golden rule. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you know, that's the first thing people forget mm. when they're in a discussion. No, it's true. But they demand that you treat them that way. Mm-hmm. But they forget it all the time, right? Luke six thirty one. Here's another way of saying that. It's treat same way. Yeah. others as you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. So what if we treated others the way we ourselves would like to be treated? What What do you think would happen? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> Better outcomes? Colossians 4, 6. Be pleasant and hold their interest when you speak the message. Choose your words carefully and be ready to give answers to anyone who asks questions. And, and you and I just talked about this with our, our small group on our last Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, about we were talking about how at some point in time we're all called to defend what we believe not that god needs us to defend him but you will be called upon right yes to discuss um or defend what you believe um so there's a there was another scripture that um i'm going to share with you so i had to take a quick moment to look that up it's matthew 5 23 so if you're about to place your gift on the altar remember that someone is angry with you or you're angry with them Leave your gift there in front of the altar. Make peace with that person. Then come back and offer your gift to God. Ephesians 4.32 Instead, be kind and merciful and forgive others, just as God forgave you because of Christ. Romans 12.18 And do your best, as far as it depends on you, Mm. do your best to live at peace with someone, anyone? Everyone. Everyone. (laughs) Everyone. Oh, such good. Um, Colossians 3.13, put up with each other and forgive anyone who does you wrong just as Christ has forgiven you. It's so incredibly powerful to live that way. But what if we took all, all of Paul's words that we read through Romans, right? And we said, let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt. Why do we put salt on food? Make it taste better. So it tastes better, exactly. So that you m- may know how you ought to answer each person's um, heart, mm-hmm. right? First Corinthians 8, 2 comes to mind. I've been using that verse a lot lately, the last two weeks. It says, if anyone claims to know anything or something, they don't believe as they ought to, or they don't know as they ought to, mm-hmm. right? Basically saying, if you're a know-it-all, you don't know anything. Yeah. That's what scripture says. Right. Um, But yeah, that's a big one. Could we, for example, maintain a commitment to protecting the unborn as a political thing, protecting the unborn and preserving God's design for the family while also addressing racial injustice and helping the poor? That that seems to be across all uh, all political thinking, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Sure. Matthew 4, uh, 5, 44 tells us, but I tell you to love your enemies and pray for anyone who mistreats you. Then you'll be acting like your father in heaven. And this sort of peacemaking doesn't require us to, to compromise our beliefs and convictions. It does, however, require us to imitate Jesus, the one who demonstrated that love towards us, right? That's what he gave us. And the truth is that when we are in conflict with someone, we point out how they are the problem, even though we know it really does take two people 
<laughs> to fight and argue and disagree, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, at the same time, it kind of makes two people to make peace too. It does. Think about it. Yeah. Um, we do the point. same thing even when we're not in conflict with one another. When we notice people making poor decisions or we think they're failing to look like Jesus, what's the first thing we do? It's easy to point, point our it finger out. Yeah. Point it to out. their mistakes in their direction, right? Right. It's much harder to walk alongside someone and encourage them. Or even better to say, I struggle and make the same mistakes too. Let's help one another. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So difficult. Yeah. We might want to stand at a distance and point out how others need to change. And that's typically the position that we take, right? But following Jesus is a journey meant to be taken with a community where we help each other out. We're not meant to judge one another. We're meant to offer encouragement along the way. And our position as followers of Jesus and sons and daughters, our identity in God and Christ Jesus leads us more and more into the practice of peacemaking. Or it should. It should, yes. Right? Right. Yep. Hebrews thirteen twenty. bring us home. <laughs> it tells us that such peace doesn't come easily or cheaply, but the God of peace who raised our Lord Jesus from the dead will surely cause it to prevail. It's expensive mm. to make peace. Right. It can cost you everything. You're right. But it could cost you nothing. Just to love someone, right? That's right. Choose peace. Choose to be a peacemaker. Imitate Jesus because peace gets us to the next. To the next. Amen. Thank you for listening to the podcast today on peacemaking or the peacemaker, right? Just making peace in our life is so incredibly important. And making peace is not um, inactivity. It is an active thing that you do and you have to work at it and it can be costly. But peace is worth the cost. Our music today is from freemusicarchive.org. Ketz Anons. The talk over song was Hillsong Young and Free. Our outgoing song will be, uh, or is, Brandon Lake Tear Off the Roof. I believe that song just came out. So enjoy that one. Don't forget to visit us on social media. All of our social sites, uh, Instagram at to the next 777. Uh, you send us an email at to the next 777 at gmail.com. Facebook forward slash to the next.net. And you can find us on all podcast players. Just type in to the next all together, no spaces, and you will find us. And until next week, be blessed.